0: Hello, late night crowd in the US, maybe early morning or a different time of day somewhere else. I'm glad to be with you. Happy to be centering this evening around Metta. You've now had two different modules with metta or loving kindness. Thought I would add a little bit of a didactic or a little informational piece to go along with the practice just as we have been. Um, Something we may not, may not appreciate But something that I've had the great good fortune of seeing in action from functioning in the role that I have over so many years is the effect of just practicing uh, continuity of mindful attention. Clearing sometimes what's called the dust of memory and allowing the natural clarity of the of the mind to come through, what often expresses itself as our, as the dust settles, as our mind clears, is uh, greater kindness, greater tenderness, greater responsiveness. And it, it's become obvious that the uh, Brahma Viharas that I know that have been talked about, the the immeasurable qualities of the heart, or you could say measurable qualities of the heart, mind, love, uh, loving kindness, Uh, compassion when that kindness meets pain, Uh, joy, sympathetic joy, when that kindness meets happiness, meets good fortune, and Equanimity when that kindness becomes more boundless and um, uh, more impartial, more open to all beings. That is the natural expression of the of the heart. These are intrinsic qualities. They are not qualities that we uh, create. They are intrinsic in us. They are they're considered these immeasurable qualities of the heart, they're considered uh, unconditional. However, those who, because we tend to be so conditioned to uh, ill will, to, um, to distraction, to cutting off, to envy, to jealousy, to reactivity, the natural radiance of our heart uh, somehow needs to be reawakened. And the beauty of this particular practice of metta is that just by inclining your heart, inclining your mind toward uh, goodwill, toward friendliness, toward caring, this quality begins to awaken again, begins to percolate. And it instead of your stream of consciousness being filled with ill will, with complaint, with grievance, with, with frustration, with all the whole range of, of uh, mental states that cause us suffering, we are literally infusing our mind stream, inclining our mindstream toward goodwill one of the classic lines from the buddha i found very inspiring and you know they're all meant to be checked out not to be adopted as belief he says whatever you frequently think about and dwell upon becomes the inclination of the mind and it's very interesting to see what happens when you frequently think about, in other words, frequently use, it's the best use of your conceptual mind. Use your conceptual mind to awaken, to reawaken this quality of love and kindness uh, And see what happens. So just a reminder that everything that we are doing here in terms of mindful attention, moment to moment mindful attention, putting your mind back in your body, noticing sounds, each thing that you noticing is has the effect of clearing your senses, of clearing the dust of memory, allowing you to be more fully here. And even if we never did any meta practice at all, the natural effect uh, is to be more loving, but we help it along knowing that we're very conditioned. And the reason I said that uh, I've benefited from the experience of being with people—it's incredible what happens over the course of a retreat. When uh, all of a sudden, especially in in-person residential retreats, you'll notice that people start putting flowers on each other's cushions, and and the the friendliness, the the quality of of tenderness becomes so palpable in a retreat center, not because everybody's trying to be loving, uh, not because even they're practicing loving kindness. It's because that's what our hearts do when they're open. Just one more thing to say about this intrinsic nature. In the Tibetan tradition, they have a, a beautiful description of the nature of our hearts, the nature of our minds. And and they describe them as uh, having an inseparable whole of three basic parts. The essence of our mind being open, empty. And you could say the heart, the heart is open. And the essence of the heart is openness or emptiness. The nature of that openness is clarity. When our mind is here, it becomes really clear but they don't stop with just open heart and clarity. But the the third part is what they call unconfined capacity, which means all the expressions of our our heart and mind uh, flow from a mind that's open and clear. And one of those, or some of those qualities are loving, are the loving qualities. Other qualities which I spoke about earlier today is the wise, the wisdom qualities, the intelligence that lives in us that it that comes much more to the foreground when we're open. So tonight we're going to just point to and con- continue to encourage the heart quality of loving kindness, uh, that which flows from a, a heart and mind that's open. And just to, and partly why I'm saying this tonight is to bring together the, um, what will sometimes, even though they may be different forms of practice, loving kindness and, and um, mindfulness practice, really every moment of mindfulness is uh, like a moment of love. It's a moment of non-contentiousness. It's a moment of It's a moment that is maybe not as important what is present in that moment of mindfulness, but is what is absent and what gets deconditioned in a moment of mindfulness. What gets deconditioned or what is absent in a moment of mindfulness are the three qualities that actually keep us from being loving. Greed, when we become so self-preoccupied with what I want to happen. Hatred, obviously, the opposite of goodwill, and delusion—the delusion that we are so separate from one another, the delusion of self, which, which, um, and the and of course not seeing that we are deeply inter interwoven with each other. We deeply, as Booker spoke the first night, belong to each other. So, greed and hatred and ignorance, they're both absent in moments of mindfulness. So, whether or not we practice metta, you are practicing loving kindness and the seeds of loving kindness in every moment of this retreat. However, sometimes we highlight the clarity aspect, and that's where wisdom flows from. And other times we highlight the the love aspect. And tonight will be the love aspect. And before we, in our first practice tonight, I would like us to do something that you won't experience so often on retreats that are where the focus is on loving kindness. I'd like to do a kind of hybrid where we both practice mindful attention and loving kindness at the same time. And we will be, especially because for many people on this call, it is the end of a long day and for for all of us, because of everything that we deal with in our lives, uh, we will just draw uh, what we can call loving awareness to this body. Um, before I do that, I wanted to just warm up the atmosphere with a with a few different um, passages that you that just may fill in some of the gaps in your understanding of how did this Metta thing get into the um, into the insight meditation retreats or into the teachings of the Buddha. I don't think anybody has read this so far, but this whole practice of, of spreading goodwill, of awakening and spreading goodwill, infusing our mind stream with love flows from a famous discourse from the Buddha called the Metta Sutta. Would somebody wave to me if you heard the Metta Sutta on this retreat? Did not. So I'm going to read the Metta Sutta and the spirit behind it, and hopefully this will carry into your practice. Then I'll share a, a little story about someone who, practiced loving kindness, and hopefully that will touch you a little bit. So this is the metta sutta, the recommendation from the Buddha. This is what should be done by those who are skilled in goodness and who know a path of peace. Let them be able and upright straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties, frugal in their ways. That's a pretty useful message right now. Peaceful and calm, wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born. May all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another. spreading upward to the skies, downward to the depths, outward and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding, by not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from the dependency on sense desires is not born again into the cycle of suffering. So I, I want you to take note of the part about the Boundless nature. Remember this loving kindness, this capacity that each of us has that is intrinsic to our nature is boundless. It has the capacity to include all beings, to be able to wish for the the most um, difficult being in your life to at least be able to wish them loving kindness. And we expand our circle of affection slowly, slowly until there is no one. That is left out of that circle. That no one that is outside, even so, it really challenges us to um, to look and to see where our loving kindness is just sentimental and just selective for those who we who are near and dear to us, and to slowly keep expanding that until that that quality truly is boundless, impartial. Um, you know, without any limits. But we start with always start with where we are. And I know that the others probably shared with you the, maybe the most important uh, teaching from the Buddha about Metta. When he said you could scan the world in all directions and not find anyone more deserving of loving kindness than oneself. And that message cannot be over repeated because there is a very, very strong conditioning, a very strong tendency to be able to sometimes feel loving kindness toward other people, but not very much toward ourselves. We hold ourselves to impossible standards and often not just to impossible standards, but often with a lot of ill will. And so we always start with ourselves and then, as others have said, we move on to those who we more easily feel loving kindness toward, and then move on to other near and dear ones, and then to uh, those who who we normally don't notice, the invisible ones. And then we move on to, we finally, once we're we're cooking a little bit, we move on to the difficult person. And we don't, even we don't even try to do to often if you try to radiate loving kindness to the difficult person when you start your your heart will might shut down a little bit so we start where we need it with ourselves and we start then also where it's easy so just to prime you for bringing that loving attention starting with ourselves and near and dear ones. I thought I would read this story. I want to read it to you, whether it works for tonight or not, I'll just say that. And it's entitled Two More Isles. A man observed a woman in the grocery store with a three-year-old girl in her basket As they passed the cookie section, the little girl asked for cookies, and her mother told her no. The little girl immediately began to whine and fuss, and the mother said quietly, Monica, now Monica, we just have half of the aisles left to go through, so don't be upset. It won't be long. Soon they came to the candy aisle and the little girl began to shout for candy. And when told she couldn't have any, began to cry. And the mother said, there, there, Monica, don't cry. Only two more aisles to go, and then we'll be checking out. When they got to the checkout stand, the little girl immediately began to clamor for gum and burst into a temper tantrum upon discovering There'd be no gum to purchase. The mothers patiently said, Monica, we'll be through this checkout stand in five minutes. Then we can go home and have a nice nap. There was a man who followed them out out to the parking lot and stopped the woman to compliment her. I couldn't help noticing how patient you were with little Monica he began whereupon the mother said i'm monica my little girl's name is tammy so (laughs) so talking to herself all the while in a loving way and that's really how we want to approach ourselves with reverence and love One of my favorite teachers from another tradition, named Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj, said, All that you need is already within you, only you must regard yourself with reverence and love. Self hatred and self distrust are grievous errors. Your flight from pain, your search for pleasure is all ultimately a sign of love for yourself. So all I plead with you is this: make love of yourself perfect. Give yourself infinity. give yourself everything and realize that that you are beyond. But it has to begin with regarding ourselves with reverence and love. And part of this practice, because it's an unconditional quality, It is within us. So we just need to awaken it. So I'd like to start tonight in this first sitting by um, asking you to find a posture, if there is one at the end of the day or whatever point you are in the day, a posture where you can stay relatively still, but more importantly, one that you can luxuriate in one that's luxurious, comfortable. And if it means not sitting like a Buddha statue, just let yourself be at ease, comfortable. And this will be less of the formal directing th- phrases or thoughts or radiating loving kindness toward yourself. And most, and rather, this will just be sensing that the quality of attention itself is imbued with loving kindness. And especially now we will give loving attention to this body. That has carried you through this life, through this retreat. It's been put through a lot, just stopping in this way. So once you've settled into that relatively luxurious posture, just having the sense of being supported by the earth element. Just let everything drop to the floor. Just dropping in the words, letting go, letting be, just as is. And sense the field of awareness in which your body sits, a little space around your body, the space in your mind that can include your whole body. and sense that the space of awareness is imbued with friendliness and kindness. Just letting your body bathe in that openness, that non-judgmental, non-manipulative awareness. The awareness through which you're perceiving wants nothing other than to welcome your sitting body just the way it is. You know gathering within this field of awareness, gathering your attention to the place around our heads. Letting our head be enveloped in a loving attention, sensing the top of our head, our hair, our scalp, skin, our skull. Just gently moving the attention along the contours of the top of our head as though it is a caress of loving kindness. Lovingly attending to the front of our head, the face, the forehead, eye sockets and eyes, cheeks and jaw, Gently moving along the contours of our face as though our attention is like a caress. Sensing the skin and the flesh and the bones of our face. Loving the caressing the side of our head, side of our skull, hair, scalp, skin, bones. Gliding along the back of our skull back of our head down to the occipital ridge, sensing lovingly the hair and the scalp and the skin, the bones of the back of the head. Each gentle movement of attention, like a caress of kindness. Kind attention to our neck and shoulders. Just hovering lovingly in the area of neck and shoulders, sensing the skin, the flesh and the muscles and the bones of the shoulders and neck. Each movement like a caress of kindness. Letting your attention lovingly cascade down your arms, down your biceps and elbows, forearms, wrists and hands down to the tips of the fingers, sensing lovingly the skin The flesh, the muscles and the bones of the arms and hands caressed with our loving attention. Loving attention to our front body, our torso. Lovingly sensing the throat area. The chest or the heart center, the solar plexus and belly. Each gentle movement of our attention along the contours of our Front body, like a caress of kindness. Sensing the skin, flesh, muscles, bones, organs of the front body, the soft belly, Completely met with a loving awareness, kind attention, friendliness. Back around to the often neglected back body, Our lives become so oriented toward what's next that we're leaning and we're often not caring for this back body, our spine, the slope of our spine, gliding down our back. down to our lower back, sensing the skin and the flesh and the muscles and the bones of the back that carry us. Each gentle movement of attention, like a caress of kindness. gliding slowly down to our buttocks, our tush on the cush that holds us, these sits bones, sensing the skin, the flesh, the muscles and the bones that hold us up. caressing this rear end that holds us with loving attention. Gliding along the contours of our legs, down the thighs and knees, shins and calves, ankles and feet, down to the tips of the toes, sensing lovingly the skin, the flesh, the muscles and the bones of the legs and feet that carry us. Until until no part of this body is left out of this field of loving awareness, loving kindness. Once again, letting this body bathe in this environment of acceptance and openness, of caring. And then dropping into the middle of this, this open field of kindness, those words that express our deepest wish for ourselves. And letting each of these words, let our body bathe in each of these words, such as, may I be happy and peaceful, this is understood to be the happiness of peace, may I be happy and peaceful, may I not wait for this, may I sense it right now to the extent possible. May I feel safe and protected from inner harm, safe with myself, Mm. and outer harm. May I feel safe with others, safe in this world. May I have health and strength. Wishing ourselves health and strength. Remembering that that wish is with the understanding of our limitations. And so we add, May I accept my limitations with grace, acceptance. May my heart be at ease and may I be well. May I have ease of well-being. And if you've already been cultivating some feeling or phrases that express that feeling. Continue for a little while, just repeating, continuing to radiate that goodwill toward yourself, that wish. Um, I'll leave you to do it on your own for a while. May I be happy and peaceful, safe and protected. healthy and strong, well and at ease. May my heart bathe in loving kindness. One last time of enveloping your body that's carried you through this retreat, through this life, enveloping this body with loving attention. Mm -hmm. Leaving no part out the top of the head to the tips of the toes and wishing yourself well. And if you're not able to feel any kind of loving kindness toward yourself, imagine, just bring to mind anyone in your life who you know cares about you. And sense them enveloping you with loving attention, wishing you well. Just bathe in their goodwill. And finally, in the last moment, last minute, taking your one of your hands to your heart area. Sometimes a little physical gesture can go farther than words or even a view, a touch that you can add the famous Joseph Goldstein mantra to the caress of the heart and say, it's okay, it's okay. May we all learn to regard ourselves with reverence and love. Let our self-hatred and self-distrust ease. May we give ourselves everything So, if you are in that category of those who have um, either ignored yourself or or don't easily feel goodwill toward yourself, uh, it's also perfectly fine to uh, devote the the bulk of a, any formal meta period. Uh, directing these thoughts and feelings of goodwill toward yourself. And if you, when you do direct loving kindness toward yourself, you actually create the conditions for everyone to receive that benefit. So not to worry about being selfish. It may be learning to cultivate loving kindness toward oneself even though it was a very loving thing to bring yourself on this retreat but learning to cultivate that have that more default response of of care and acceptance uh, maybe the mo- practicing that may be the most unselfish thing that you can do in your life because something we, we tend to not realize that when we don't care for ourselves well we end up stuck in ourselves we end up more more uh, reactive we end up more uh, disturbed unsettled when when we care for ourselves well we are more full and we're much more available to uh, Uh offer our fullness our wholeness to others so this Is in some ways the whole retreat, you could say, but this practice of of loving kindness toward ourselves is really quite an unselfish practice. Yet sometimes the way that we connect with our heart is through uh, radiating that experience to someone else, and you know, it really doesn't matter. Both are the same in the, in the wider scheme of things, but it all moves in the direction of, of the, that immeasurable quality, that boundless quality of goodwill. And it, so it's also a wonderful um, and insightful, informative to see what are the limits? Where does, who do I leave out of my field of love and kindness? Who does my mind say no? Not them, um, because that that limitation deprives off deprives us of the boundlessness of our hearts. So we slowly work with it, and um, wondering if there is any um, question about anything I said, anything about the mingling of mindfulness and loving kindness. Anything about um, the, yeah, anything that's been said or anything, especially anything you experienced during the uh, sitting this evening. Uh, feel free to unmute if you let me know that you want to check in it's very briefly. Buddha, thank you for breaking the ice. Please feel free.
1: Uh,
2: hi. So I just wanted to, I don't know, maybe it's for my own uh, better understanding of this, but when I feel uh, you know, the loving kindness, I, I feel my heart expand. It's
0: yes. Yes.
2: The entire cavity literally expanding.
0: There is sometimes, and for some, that real felt sense, that physical sense. Yes. Yes, that's quite natural. What's that? I'm sorry.
1: I
2: said, so I'm on the right track.
0: Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. Mm
2: -hmm. Thank you.
0: You know, but you also remind me of something that partly in the process of this um, expanding our circle of affection, we when we run into those areas, either internally from our past experience or um, or different people in our external world, and you and you feel nothing but hardness in your heart or tension. It's very easy to interpret that interpret that as your heart closing, but actually your heart is opening through those. Old calcified places of contraction. So please don't interpret it as you you had an open heart, radiant heart before, and now you have a closed heart. It's really part of the process of opening that we feel some sometimes feel some tension in the heart center. So, anyway, Craig, please feel free. So what I don't understand is if the Buddha calls uh, the brahma Vihara stages immeasurables, then why does it start with what sounds to me like a tepid thing of loving kindness? Why doesn't it start with head over heels, ecstatic, walking on air, memories of love, and then that carries you through the forgiveness and compassion and and, uh, empathy? It's a great question, because his his, uh, conception or his experience of, of universal loving kindness is not sentimental at all. It's not um it's not uh it's not what is sometimes described as the near enemy of loving kindness which is attached love. Oh right. And often the head over heels is very much bound in clinging, bound in a in more attached love that disguises itself as love but isn't really love it usually wants something. Right. So he tries to take it out of the sentimental world and allow us to experience something that that we normally only associate with people who are near and dear, who we're attached to. Okay. Um, and expand it to include that, to actually fall in love with the person who you would normally not even notice. I don't mean right. fall in love in the, in the attached oh, yeah. sense, but yeah. in that right. you just care about them so much. Right. Okay. Thank you. Pleasure. Patricia, please.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for this. I was wondering about the position of the body. Like the um I had this, I have been having this experience with meta that I want kind of uh, similar to what huda said like expand but not i i don't like i feel to change positions like differently from uh usual mindfulness like today for example i wanted to just uh go back and just extend my my this part so and and I was just wondering about this friendliness with my body, like, especially today that it's pretty late here.
0: Yes, it's, I think it's pretty late everywhere. <laughs> Maybe I'm not getting it for the those who are a different time of the day, but, but I think it's, that sounds totally wonderful. If for the purpose of cultivating the conditions for loving kindness, beautiful, lie back. If that's, if that helps you to feel like you're caring for yourself, well, no problem. Yeah. So there is a very there is an intentionality to connect with this quality in the meta, the the mindfulness, the general insight practice is to uh, is to connect equally with everything. In that, but it's, but it's a little bit less. Um, what one teacher calls it choiceless love. It's just not a real non-interfering, but it's very uh, everything's equal. And even if your even if your body's tight, you you meet that with an openness. But for Metta, it, it's very useful to feel that kind of radiation quality. Uh, and the words are meant to help incline you toward that toward being able to feel that radiation toward yourself toward others so it sounds great Anyone else before we please Anne. and then Keeley
2: hi there there you are uh, so w- when we're talking about, the heart cavity and that expansive quality and you mentioned that uh, sometimes when we feel that constriction there that sometimes that can actually be in some ways an expansion of the heart I'm I'm a little confused and what's coming up for me is just around um, the experience of loss or heartbreak and how it can feel constricted so if you could speak to that a little
0: bit. Yeah, the feeling of you know loss and heartbreak are um, are often are their loss is very open in a way. but it's often mixed with aversion. so that often create creates a constricted quality. I don't want this. I don't like this. And so that makes it that makes a very heartbreak experience more painful. So it's it's grief mixed with aversion. And so we I think our our practice kind of helps us see where it starts. One starts shading into the other. It's not always obvious the difference, but. Even loss can be really pure and and not um, and not contracting, but when it's mixed with aversion, which is pretty universal, pretty common, but not but not um, but is a little bit optional. Um, at least we can somehow begin to see the difference and and maybe give in more to the sense of loss when it happens, because it's inevitable. Um, Anyway, sorry about your losses if if you're referring to anything recent or they're hard to bear. Keely, please. Hi,
2: everyone. So lovely to see your faces. I've had gallery view on and scroll through as the speak the speakers are sharing. Um, so the, I guess the piece I was curious how if you could maybe say a little bit too was what you had just mentioned about, um, and it and it felt resonant as well that there is a that coming into this retreat and learning to be with ourselves in this or remembering to be with ourselves in this way allows us to uh, participate in our lives with more joy and fullness. And um, this retreat is a little different for me. I'm coming in as a new mom with a lot of responsibilities and it's hard to step away like this. Mm. And I've been really struck with the burdens mm. and just, I feel really guilty actually mm. stepping away from my family. Mm. And I've just been holding that.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you myself. can speak. I'm glad you can speak about it.
2: I'm telling myself like, it's good to love myself and, give myself this time so just curious if you could maybe say a few words about that
0: well I I just I think inherently leaving uh your family when you're not used to it and and, and when you have an and it's a new family uh, newborns new I don't know how old you're
2: not not newborns still but um still breastfeeding still breast- okay
0: yeah, yeah. Basically new, <laughs> fresh. Yeah, fresh. I think that is. I think that's inherently challenging for a mom. Uh, our whole identity, everything gets oriented toward the needs of others. So it's it's a um, it's an adjustment in any case to give attention to yourself, to your mind and body. However, I I do think in the long run, it's the it is the greatest gift. To your family to have you recharged, renewed. And you may have to re- remind yourself that you're that you're doing and you can dedicate your retreat to your family.
2: Mm. Um, yeah, that's good.
0: In fact, it may give you more urgency about your practice, more continuity of practice. Mm. You know your you're, you're um, because you want to care for them as well as you can you want to have your heart open your mind open clear free responsive have all those inherent qualities really be able to flow and so this isn't the only way that you could you can care for yourself but it's one pretty reliable way and i've been talking a lot in the groups about the are you at a different location than your family? Are you in under the same?
2: No, I'm at home with them yeah. going in and out
0: of so you are checking in and yeah, making contact. yeah, so you I'm- have to you have to find your middle way, your middle, your way of both connecting and also trying to stay with the continuity of practice. But the self, you know the view of being selfish, Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a lot of us carry that. um,
2: Which I've never had before. Before I had the family, I could, didn't, I never resonated. (laughs)
1: Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, well, maybe, we, you know, we we may not notice what kinds of conditioning we're carrying as a mother. What comes along with the identity of mother, lots of shoulds. And so we end up... (laughs) Just tongue in cheek, shooting on ourselves, and and so it's it's part of the insight is to learn about what uh, kinds of conditions you make for yourself that may be negotiable. Maybe right. maybe it's not selfish, and maybe it's I don't know. It's an understandable reaction.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate hearing that. Thank you so much
0: pleasure it takes a lot to give yourself this must have a really strong aspiration to practice and aspiration to be part of that program so good luck christina please i think you'll be the last and then we'll a little stretch and we'll come back and sit one more time
2: thank you um more of a kind of logistics question as i've practiced meta before um but i've really enjoyed this the phrasing used in this meditate or in this whole retreat is there like a poly translation like a set I don't know. I'm just saying that I really have enjoyed this phrasing, but I've also heard other teachers say find whatever phrasing might make sense for you. Could you talk to this tradition?
0: I don't think there is a set set of phrases, but what you see a lot in the in some of the commentaries is something close to what I did tonight. Mm-hmm. Happy and peaceful. Safe, about safety. That's definitely a big one. Safe, traditionally, it's safe and protected from inner and outer harm. Um, But I say, you can also say safe with yourself, safe with others, safe in this world. Um, The part about health and strength doesn't usually include, uh, and may you accept your limitations with grace. That's something that I add. So traditionally, it's just health and strength. It's it's wishing that for yourself because we all want to be as healthy and strong as we can be, even though we know there are limitations. We still wish. That's just that's our goodwill that we wish that for everybody. When anybody's sick, we want them to feel better, even though we know they may not feel better. Mm -hmm. So those are they're just basically they they're common sense in a way. And the, uh, the the traditional phrase, may I have ease of well-being, that's kind of an, a traditional way of saying it. But you could easily say, may I live with ease or may, uh, may I feel well, may I be well and at ease, something like that. But those four are basically pretty commonly used. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate you staying with the practice tonight. And just before we make a transition to a little stretch or a little short walk, just once more, just let your let your body be bathed in your kind attention. And you might as well look around at each little box too and You can even say, as as I want to be happy and peaceful and safe, easeful, may you. As I want to be happy and peaceful. You can say it inwardly. May you be peaceful. Just each person. You can abbreviate it if you like. and you all be filled with love and kindness. So don't think about this too much during this, let's say seven minute walking period where you aerate your body a little bit, but don't think about this too much. But if you have not already, I would like you to consider bringing into your heart, bringing into your mind a a benefactor. I know it's been spoken about already, but I want you to Really consider someone who has really helped you in your life, who you feel easy, loving kindness for, uh, um, someone who's helped you materially, physically, emotionally, uh, who's really helped pave your way in some way. And then we're going to devote the last period for those who are willing, just just radiating that same wish that you have for yourself toward your benefactor and, and to actually feel that, I'll explain a little more when we start, but bring someone to mind during this period or get ready to have someone. Now, even if you choose someone, sometimes, that person may morph into someone else. And so not to worry about that, but but see if there's someone who you can really uh, take to heart as, as a benefactor. And we'll meet again in, well, actually we'll meet at uh, 25 after the hour. We'll sit again. So this is just a short stretch break. Thank you. Thank you for staying with the practice. Part of the the power of the metta practice as a practice, as a training of our heart to frequently dwell in loving kindness is to both uh, be able to hold a felt experience or an image of the of the object of a person in this case the benefactor be able to radiate if we if you're using phrasing phrases connect with the meaning of the word the feeling that goes with the word and say the word too, may you be happy, and really both stay with that experience, connect with it, and connect with the feeling of it. Now, sometimes our mind can become very concentrated on radiating that, repeating the words, for example. And sometimes the feeling will be very strong and radiant, sometimes not. So don't worry about that, just keep connecting with the image of the person or the felt experience, the words, the meaning, and uh, just keep going, just keep going. And if you need to, if you're losing connection, if you need to uh, think of the person, the benefactor in, You can picture them, you can feel them in different situations. And if you need to change the the picture, that's okay too. So it's a creative practice, but it's all in the service of inclining your heart toward uh, more moments of goodwill. You don't have to always like the person (laughs) that you're (laughs) sending loving kindness for in fact the more you hold them in your heart things may come to mind problems that you may have had with that person the same person that you feel so appreciative of they don't have to be you don't have to um, perfect them in a way just let them be the full totality of who they are but just keep connecting with that wish for them to be happy and see how your relationship to them is affected by your um inclination toward love and kindness so please take your posture again that's comfortable establishing one that has a quality of care and kindness if you need to sit back feel free And bring into your heart, to your mind, a benefactor, someone who's helped you. And you may know them personally, you may not. But you can sense them. and just begin to radiate in your own words your wish for them to be happy and ideally that when you radiate these words that they are that they're somewhat repetitive so that you're not thinking about um, what to say just just a simple gesture of happy and peaceful and safe healthy, easeful. You can even have one word phrases to just connect and then sustain that connection as long as it lasts. And if you get lost in thought, just come back again to the image, the felt sense, the words and the meaning of the words. May you be happy. May you have the happiness of peace. safety, health, ease, wellness. At a pace that you can stay connected to all the things that I mentioned. And at any time, feel free to just drop the words and just radiate that goodwill toward your benefactor. As we come to the uh, end of our module, at least for the next 10 hours, uh, gives us a chance to reflect on our, our day up to this point, reflect on the sincerity of our practice and efforts, And consider any of the the fruits, the benefits, the goodness, the blessings that have arisen from our practice today together. We gather up all those blessings, all that meritorious action, and we we begin to consider that, um, remember that we don't exist apart from everyone, and we, we do our last radiation toward all beings, those who have made it possible for us to sit this day, those near and dear ones and those far away, those being born and those dying, those in happy circumstances, and those in unhappy circumstances, all the creatures of the air, the water, the earth, we radiate the goodness of our practice in all directions, above, below and all around. And send those blessings, send that goodness with a wish, a deep wish that all beings can have happiness and peace and the causes of happiness and peace growing every day. Deep wish that all beings can be free of suffering and the causes of suffering decreasing every day. Deep wish that all beings can recognize the sacred happiness that is sorrowless, that is here, that is now. It is you, and never stray away from this vital point, and a deep wish that all beings can grow in equanimity and serenity, with a greater capacity to meet the inevitable joys, 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows, with less grasping and aversion. And deep wish that our practice today and every day be dedicated to the welfare and benefit of all. May all beings be touched by our loving kindness, may all beings touched be touched by our practice. Thank you for staying with tonight. Uh, I apologize for being a little bit on the tired side and uh, also for turning off my camera. At one point, I was doing the desperate try to find a a chant that I wanted to share with you, but I couldn't find it. And after a while, I gave up. But i um, really happy to be with you and happy for you and your practice. So please take care of it all through the night if you're practicing. Um, Until you sleep and and maybe check out tonight whether your practice has enough strength to help you recognize whether you fall asleep on an in breath or an out breath. Have fun with it anyway sweet dreams or whatever you're up to wherever you are take care if you have energy, please continue don't worry about the clock just practice take care you can feel free to say good night to each other if you like night, good night.
1: night. thank you thank you thank you, thank you.
2: Good night.
0: Good night. Sweet dreams. Same to you. Thank you.
1: Good night, Howie. <laughs> I can't hear you. You're muted.
0: Sweet dreams, Guadalupe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's out.
0: Good good night. You will. Get some rest. Oh, yeah, I will. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.